began to look over a passage that God was giving me, and I was like, well, Lord, I, you know, is this the right message? And, and then our sister Beulah, praise God for her, she got up and almost preached it. And I was like, my God, I said, you've got to get off my message now, get off my message. <laughs> so I thank God for that. I thank God that he is confirming his word and letting me know that this is the word for tonight. Hallelujah. So we're going to begin to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, no longer I, but the anointing of the Holy Ghost is in me. I pray that you would speak for me and through me, God, that you would give clarity, O oh God, and give it to me, give it to the people the way you gave it to me, O oh God. God, I pray that you would open up the ears of your people, the spiritual ears that they may hear you, open up their spiritual eyes that they may see you, open up their spiritual hearts that they might receive your word tonight in Jesus' name, O oh God. I decrease that you might continue to increase in my life. And God, I just thank you and I praise you. I glorify your holy name it is in Jesus name I pray amen hallelujah thank you Lord glory be to God I'm gonna turn to a very familiar passage that everyone knows you probably can recite it by heart it's Psalms the 23rd chapter hallelujah thank you oh God Psalms 23 I'm just going to go ahead and read the whole passage, and then I'm going to try to be calm and quiet and hear the Lord and how he want me to go with it and where he want me to, to give it to you guys. Um, Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepareth the table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know if we're going to go through each verse, each particular passage, but the Lord had my attention drawn to one particular um, verse or passage in this Psalms, hallelujah. So if you will focus with me on, he restores my soul, hallelujah. So if you need a subject or a title, it's going to be the restorer of my soul, hallelujah. So we know, praise God, it says in this passage that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restores my soul. Hallelujah. David began to say, hallelujah, that the Lord restoreth his soul. And not only he's the restorer of his soul, but he's the lifter of his head. Hallelujah. As we look at this uh, expression, he restores my soul, soul means, praise God, that God keeps me going, praise God. He gives me enjoy, give enjoyment back to my life, hallelujah. Notice, praise God, that it's not just talking about general or physical restoration. We're talking about spiritual. We begin to talk about the soul, praise God. The soul is very important in the word or in the Bible, hallelujah. The soul represents the heart, the life, the mind, praise God. The nephesh, nephesh is the word in Genesis 2 and 7 that describes what is happening when God breathed into man. Hallelujah. Into that clay figure that became a living soul. Hallelujah. 
Glory be to God. The soul refers to the immortal parts. It's the part of us, praise God, that will survive beyond life. The central thing that is most about you, the central most thing about you is your soul. The soul relates and responds to God. Hallelujah. How many know along this Christian journey and our walk, hallelujah, or just in general, praise God, from the time we're born, hallelujah, our soul can go through some things. We don't see the things that our soul go through in the spirit realm, hallelujah. Glory be to God, but our soul becomes weary at times, praise God. So we need our soul restored, glory be to God. Only God, praise God, can restore our soul. He's the restorer of my soul. It's an actual a statement and a conclusion. Because he began to say, David began to say that, hallelujah. In other words, he began to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. But the conclusion of all that was, in the midst of him, praise God, making me lie down in green pastures, and in the midst of him leading me beside the still waters, he's restoring my soul. Glory be to God. As Sister Beulah began to say, praise God, the Lord had to make her lay down. I don't know how many of y'all know what she's talking about, but I know what she's talking about, hallelujah, because last year God had to make me lay down, hallelujah. We get so busy and, and we get so caught up with the cares of this world. I didn't say the sins of this world. I said the cares of this world. We're guilty as saints too. We don't have to be sinning to get so busy with things going on around us that we forget, praise God, that the Lord has to restore our soul. Hallelujah. So there's times in our lives, praise God, when we begin to just go, praise God, and we run 90 to nothing. We'll run ourselves straight ragged. If the Lord just don't make us lie down. But he's such a good shepherd, he's not going to just make us lie down anywhere, praise God. He ain't throw us over into no thick and no storms and no bushes, praise God. The Bible tells me, David said, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Green pastures was a very green place, a leafy place, praise God, where the sheep were able to lay, praise God. We know David in this passage was talking about uh, God, uh, the Lord being our shepherd. And he began to talk about men or us as sheep. And we all know that sheep are not very bright, hallelujah. Sheep are pretty stupid, hallelujah. Glory be to God. But God, praise God, David began to, and he recognized with all the things he had been through. Because how many of us just know we sheep? Because we done done some stupid things in our lives. We done been through some things, praise God. We done went some ways the Lord didn't tell us to go, hallelujah. We done wandered off every now and then. But because the Lord is our shepherd, he maketh us lie down in green pastures. The Bible began to say, he lead me beside the still waters. He didn't lead the sheep beside no running or, or rushing waters or, or no storm. If you're ever in a storm, praise God, you better begin to wonder, praise God, is this God leading me? Hallelujah. There are times in the Bible where God allowed them to go in the midst of a storm and he brought them out, praise God. But God ain't going to so much bring no trouble upon you, hallelujah. The Bible says in this Psalms, praise God, that he leads me beside the still waters. David knew, praise God, that sheep were easy to frighten. Sheep get scared real easy, praise God. And because they're so stupid, praise God, they don't have the brains to be able to have a, a fight mentality. So what they begin to do is they have a flight mentality. They'll begin, and they don't even know just to run away. They begin to run around in circles because they find it's, it's, it's safety in numbers. So they'll just run around in circles. 
Or either when they see an enemy coming, they'll gather up in a, a whole big band and just stare at the enemy. Because they don't know, praise God. They easily be frightened. But God, he's not a God that he's here to scare us or to frighten us, praise God. He said, I will lead you in still waters. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Ain't you glad about a church that we have a father that can lead us into still waters? Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we stop long enough doing our thing, and hallelujah, that we can hear and let the Lord speak to us, we'll discover that our soul needs restoring. Psalms 23 and 3 said, he restores my soul. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And, and not only do he restore our soul, we have to know what restore means. Hallelujah. Restore means, glory be to God, to repair, to renovate, to return to its former condition. The soul is the deepest part of us, praise God. The innermost part of man, praise God. And since God is the one that made us again, he's the only one who can restore us. When I begin to think about the soul, I'm always thinking about the tripart being. I keep that in the front of my mind about we are tripart being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are body, soul, and spirit. We have to remember that we are made up of tripart beings. So when we're talking about the soul, praise God, and I know many, you may not know, but many battles have been lost in that soul realm. Because if you ever look at, at, at a particular diagram, I have a diagram that I, I had drew up, and there's plenty of diagrams on the Internet. If you ever go in and just put in body, spirit, soul, you'll see these diagrams on the Internet. And it begin to talk about in the soul realm is where our personality lies. The soul realm is where our conscious and our mind, our thinking, our reasoning. The soul realm is where our beliefs, our attitude, our feeling, our emotion, our memories our will, our choices. It even talks about the nervous system and the doctrine system and the immune system is in the soul realm. So it'll start making sense to you when you think about it because when you're out of whack, God, when your soul needs restoring, praise God, everything about you is a mess. I'm telling you what I know, praise God. I said, God, I need you to restore me, praise God. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. I don't just want to be in church going through the motions, praise God. Because we get to the point where we, we do this because we know we're supposed to. We come to church. We come to Bible study. We come in and we go out. Some people come to the altar. Oh, well, okay, let's go back home. Let's do it all again next Sunday. Restore unto us, oh God, the joy of your salvation, oh God. So in, a, in that soul realm, praise God, when, when, when you're going through, and this is how you know you need restoring, because now your mind is all messed up. You ain't got no peace. You can't even sleep good at night. No rest. Your mind just wondering, and it's just going all the time. You don't even know. You ain't even particularly worried about no certain thing. It's just everything going on. He said, you're thinking, hallelujah, you're reasoning. You start doing stupid things. Can't even think right, hallelujah. So like the sheep, instead of the sheep, uh, praise God, uh, going towards the shepherd, he goes to wandering off and he goes to doing dumb stuff. There was a story, hallelujah, where sheep are so dumb that one sheep, begin, they, they follow each other. There's a lead sheep. One sheep fell off the cliff and thousands of sheep that was out there grazing followed him right off the cliff. And they all begin to fall right on top of each other because they didn't stop. They just kept going. They don't know. 
So when your reasoning and your mind is all messed up, when your soul needs restoring, praise God, everything about you is, is messed up. Your beliefs, you start wondering, you start questioning and thinking, well, Lord, do it really take all this? Oh, my God, what if we're doing this in vain? Well, Lord, are you really coming back soon, God? Well, how do we know if you're really coming? You start asking all kinds, well, they've been saying this. Well, we're going to be dead. And, and if you go to thinking about the whole end time and, and everything it says in Revelation that's going to take place, well, how in the world all that going to happen? And you're going to reign for a 1,000 years here on earth? How in the world? We go to questioning. You go to wondering about everything. Say your attitude. You just get a bad attitude. I'm going to talk about me. I ain't going to talk about y'all. Just get a bad attitude for no reason. Don't like nobody. Don't want to talk to nobody. Don't see. No, don't want to see nobody. There are times my husband, how was your day? Mm, it was a day. I don't really want to be bothered. Just give me five, ten minutes, twenty minutes. Just, just attitude all messed up. Why? Because you need restoring. Your soul needs restoring. Your feelings. You just fickle about everything you're feeling. You don't know if you're going this way or going that way. The Bible says a raving man get nothing from the Lord. You're like a ship in the ocean going back and forth, to and fro. Don't even know. Just weary, weary. Emotions, memories, just all messed up because of that soul that needs restoring. And it ain't always something you, some, I don't know if anybody ever been through a soul hurt. Soul hurts is when your soul's been just ripped to pieces, feel like. Real, and a lot of times, a lot of people get soul hurts in the church. A lot of people get soul hurts in marriages. I'm talking about the soul. I ain't talking about little, little boyfriend infatuation and they break up with you. I'm talking about when you done gave that person everything you got to give. Or you done been in that church for years and you done served and you done served and you done served. And then they just look right over you, act like you don't even exist. I'm talking about soul hurts. Where it takes God to heal the soul hurt. Restore. It might need restore. I'm maybe you was molested when you were young or maybe you were abused by a parent. Call soul hurts. Because it takes God to heal stuff like that. Glory be to God. So he began to talk about, praise God, our soul realm and the things in the soul that we know that we need God to re re repair and restore for us. The soul, we, okay, we talked about that. God has given us an answer about restoring our soul through his word. While there are many books that have been written and, and, and many poems and many words of wisdom, praise God, our, our restoration can only come from the word of God. Hallelujah. He can only, only the word can offer us hope in a time of distress. Of course, restoring the soul is only possible for those whose soul have been redeemed through Jesus Christ. I don't care where you go, an alcohol bottle can't restore your soul. Marijuana can't restore your soul. Popping pills can't restore your soul. Sex, I don't care how much you have, can't restore your soul. Only God can restore your soul. He began to tell us, Jesus promised, praise God, rest to all of those that come to him. Matthew 11 and 28 said, come unto me all ye that are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. For I am gentle and lowly at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. He said, come unto me, all ye that are laboring, heavy laden, hallelujah. He said, and I'll give you rest. I'm going to give you the kind of rest you can't get here. Praise God. 
the kind of rest, uh, what is it, the, the Tempur-Pedic beds can't give you. Hallelujah. Some of us get a new mattress, be like, ooh, this bed feels so good. I will never want to leave. That ain't, that ain't no good rest. I'm talking about the rest that the Lord can give to you. In the midst of all trouble and all chaos breaking out on every side, God will have you in a place of peace and a place of rest, praise God. When people don't understand how she's getting through that, hallelujah, the spirit of the Lord, praise God, the type of peace that surpasses all understanding, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. They don't know how you're getting through it. You maybe lost your child, praise God. You may be losing everything you got, hallelujah. But God's giving you a peace and a rest in the midst of it. Because you know whom it is you serve. Hallelujah. It is important that we are sure of our salvation, our relationship with God, and learn how to rest in that. Why is it so hard for us to believe that it is through Christ, through grace, that we are saved and not of ourselves? And that's probably the biggest problem, that we keep thinking we're doing this thing. That we're saving ourselves. The more I go to church, the more I'm saved. The more I pray, the more I'm saved. The more I don't do this or do that, the more I live right, the more I'm not saved. No. It is by grace ye are saved and not of yourselves. We all have sin. If you say you have no sin, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. But it is by grace of God that we are saved. Whether you think it, whether they don't think you're saved or not, whether you don't think you're saved or not, grace of God. If you stood before God and you confess, you believe in your heart that he is a son of God that rose again from the dead, a sitting on high that coming again, he said you are saved. Believe it. Rest in our salvation in Christ. Once we begin to really get comfortable with our salvation and we know who we are, there is nothing that the enemy can tell us. He can't tell us no lies. The Bible says the devil, the Satan is the father of lies. He's just going around, praise God, seeking whom he may devour as a roaring lion. He's as a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion, but he's as a roaring lion. He can't devour you because you got a shepherd. Hallelujah. My God, hallelujah. He began to tell us, praise God, hallelujah in his word, that we are truly born again in Christ and we can experience the peace and the joy that God has promised in his word. There is no reason we shouldn't have peace and joy. And I'm not talking about that, that, that on your face, hallelujah, that fake. You know, you can come in, hey, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Glory be to God. As soon as you get home, you're crying. You stress, you worry. Nobody can't see what you're really going through behind the mask. We come to church and we put on the mask. Oh, they so perfect, or they got they the best marriage, they got the best couple, because every time the people in church see you, oh, honey, yes, sweetheart. Yes, honey, yes, sweetheart. If you hear me say, brother, tell brother, you better get out of my face. That's because that's how I talk to him, and he talked to me, or if we want to, and then we get over it and we move on. That's reality. I'm not, you ain't going to hear me. Like my kid, I might tell them, go, better go sit down if I jack you behind up. You ain't going to be, oh, no, Michael, don't do that in church. And then be at home raising more hell. That's when you get into hypocrisy. Hallelujah. God has provided for us 
when he when we're in the face of he has provided for us in the face of discouragement and trials and temptation he has provided three preliminary sources of encouragement and strength first he has given us the word to guide us he encouraged us and nourish us spiritually we need to spend time reading and hearing the preaching or his word. The Bible tells in Romans 10 and 17, faith come by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Not only hearing, but we also must obey it. And the more we hear it, the more our faith is built. The more your faith is built, the more you can rest in it. I tell you, Sister Beulah was going to preach my message. She said, my faith was, was, a weak, was weak. It wasn't strong enough. But when my faith got strong, you know. It's just some things people can't tell me about God. You just can't tell me anything about my God because he done brought me too far. He done done too much for me. So, you know, when I was younger, you might can tell me some dumb stuff, some okey-doke, but it's just some stuff you can't tell me now. Cause why? Because I've seen him for myself. I've had my road to Damascus experience. When I got knocked off of my horse and I saw him for myself. If you see him for yourself in your sick bed, praise God, that's your road to Damascus experience. If he showed up for you when the bills will do, that's your road to Damascus experience. So they can't tell you he's not your Jehovah Jireh. They can't tell you he's not your Jehovah Rapha. Why? Because you've seen him for yourself. He's a restorer of our soul. He provides for us. He is our shepherd. We shall not want. We should not want for anything. We're not in need, praise God. We're not in lack, hallelujah. We might be in want. Hallelujah. So we should pray, God, is what I, the thing that I want is that your will. Glory be to God. The Bible begins to tell us, hallelujah, that second, praise God, God has also given us privilege and power of prayer. We need to take our problems and our discouragement and our tiredness to God in prayer, knowing that he loves us and care about us. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting your anxieties on him because he cares. He's a restorer of us. He's just waiting on us, praise God. He'll make you lie down. But should we have to make him make us lie down? We should just want to lie down and get in his presence. Hallelujah. Third, he has given us other Christians to encourage and support us. It is important to be a part of a healthy, well-balanced church. Let me say that again. It is important to be a part of a healthy, well-balanced church. Glory be to God. Key word, well-balanced. Well-balanced. I always say that. Y'all, I learned that the hard way, y'all. Y'all know that, right? I learned that the hard way. Because when I was in, in Georgia, I just was like just dogmatic. I had just got saved, and I thought I was going to save the world. And I was just ready to just kiss God and God and God. And on the radio preaching to everybody, and I was just neglecting home, wasn't paying my husband no attention, and I'm just saving everybody. And when all things start falling apart, God said, look at yourself. And I begin to look into me, and I realize that it takes balance. God wants us to love the church, and he wants us to love the things of him. But he said it starts at home first. So we got to have balance in our lives, people. 
We can't just church, 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 Jesus, 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 Jesus. So heavenly caught up, you ain't no earthly good, because soon you're going to be losing your mind, and all you're going to be up here, just up here all the time. I've seen it fulfilled in people's lives. Hallelujah. Christians who have gone, praise God, through similar struggles can be the greatest source of encouragement and help to one another as they go through dark times. If we're willing to be honest and open and transparent and realize that it's not about you. We live in a whole nother time and a whole nother generation. There ain't no more the generation. My children, I'm telling you what my daughter told me. She's 23, 24 years old. I'm getting lost now because I'm getting old and stuff and getting these ages. She's 24 years old. And she said, Mom, we're no more the generation where you're going to tell us what to do and we're just going to do it. We need you to show us or, or we, need, we need to see it. We're not going to just go because you said this is how it go. This is what we're going to do. Show me through you or show me how I go. And there was a particular thing like I never she told me I never understood soul ties. You always told us don't, you know, don't do this, don't don't have sex, don't do this, don't do that, but we never understood the fulfillment of the soul ties. I don't know why so I kept telling you and I was telling you, but I guess I, you know, I I maybe I should have went a little more deeper with what soul tie mean. Everybody know what soul tie mean, right? All us older saints when you're soul tied to somebody through relationships. And, and now you realize that before you done all that, it didn't, it, when I was just a boyfriend, it didn't matter. It was easy to break up with somebody and it was fine. But then when you done soul tied yourself, now you got all this pulling you, pulling you. Because, you know, we all know the diagramic of men as depositors and we are receivers. And now you got all this in you. So it, it, it's, it's a lie. It's deep. But she didn't understand that. And I guess I should have went a little deeper in it. I ain't going to take all the focus. God knows they was raised in church. <laughs> but we have to know that this generation, it ain't going to be just good enough for you to sit there and say, this is because we said so. Well, why we can't wear pants? Because we said so, don't wear pants. That ain't flying no more. Well, show me in the Bible where God said, or show me where, if he said this, show me where it's at. They want to see it. They want to know. Hallelujah. Or they want to see you doing it. Don't tell me not to do it, and then I turn around and see you doing it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So 2 Corinthians 1 and 3. Blessed be God, our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies and God of all comfort, who comfort us in all of our afflictions, all of our tribulations, in other words, so that we may be able to comfort those that are in trouble. Affliction with comfort, which we ourselves have been comforted. So when you're going through things in your life or you have experienced things in your life, you're serving the body of Christ an injustice if you're not willing to open up your mouth and tell somebody how God brought you out, how he comforts you through that thing. I don't want them talking about me. If they know I got HIV, they might talk about me. If they know I've been sleeping with a hundred, over 100 guys, they might say something to me. You, I ain't say you got to get up and tell everybody, but at some point you can one-on-one -on -one with somebody. Don't make the people think that you're perfect when you're not, that all your life you don't live a, a sinless life because it's not so. 
We all have sinned, and we all have come short of the glory of God. So at some point, it's something in your life that you can help a sister with that you see going astray. Don't talk about her. Look at her with a little fast grown self. She got three kids. But did you tell them about how many abortions you had? We got to be, we, 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 we got to, he that wins souls must be wise. And, and we got to change, not the message, but the method. We got work to do. Hallelujah. This world out here is dying. And they hungry. They lost. But we got to be willing to sacrifice ourselves. Christ said he sacrificed himself for the church. He said, take your cross. Take upon your cross. If you're going to serve me, take your cross. We don't want nobody. We always want to act like we're perfect. We don't want to let people know we've done nothing. We don't want to let people know that we sin, that we, we fall short sometimes. We got to be honest. Hallelujah. Discouragement in times of trouble and tribulation is not unusual. Throughout the Bible, there were examples of godly men and women who faced situations all the time of trouble. You had Elijah, you had David, Naomi, the woman with the issue of blood. There was examples that we can, that we can serve as encouragement to us today. Because God is the same. He is faithful. He was faithful then and he's faithful today. King David wrote in many songs in the most darkest times of his life. A lot of the psalms that David talked about, he was going through some things. He was encouraging us when he was depressed, when he was tired, when he was discouraged, praise God. David experienced the joy of his soul when God restored it, praise God. And again, in Psalms, he began to say, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. David said, It's not about me. It's about his name. So don't you worry, because God ain't going to let his name be made a shame. He's going to lead you in the path for his name's sake. If you just follow the shepherd and not wander off for his name's sake. He said, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The valley and the shadow of death was a real place. It was a place where robbers would hang out and, and, and wild animals, and, and they would wait on the sheep to come by and pick them off and try to pick them off, or they would wait on somebody to travel on the, on the road, and then they would try to rob them. But see, the shepherd, praise God, the Lord, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. And if he's leading us, praise God, you wonder, why would the Lord lead me in the shadow of death to show his power and his authority? He said he'd lead. You would think, God, why would God lead them into the shadow of death, knowing there's predators there, praise God, knowing there's robbers around, praise God. Why would the Lord allow this to happen to me, praise God, when I was a little girl? Why would the Lord allow me to lose everything and I have to start all over again, hallelujah? Why would the Lord allow me to get hurt in that church? Why would he allow my husband to cheat on me and walk off and leave me, hallelujah, with my best friend? Why? Because he's leading you in the valley and the shadow of death. He said, I will fear no evil, for the Lord is with me. He said, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, thy comfort me. His rod and his staff is there to comfort him. Hallelujah. Well, how is your rod and your staff comfort me? How, you, I never thought you'd find, I begin to think about the rod in a minute, whoops, I got growing up. I ain't find no comfort in no rod. But he said, thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. 
We know that the rod, that the, the Lord, the Lord is his shepherd. He carried that rod. That rod was as protection, praise God. He can beat off anything or anybody that came his way, praise God. He had that staff, praise God. That staff was when it got off a little too far, take it, hook you, huh? shut it up, oh, son, and bring you back in, praise God. I don't care how far you think you're wandering off, hallelujah. You can't wander too far from God's grace, hallelujah. He has a staff, praise God. He know how far to let you go, hallelujah, before he begin to pull I shut it up, pull you back in. Oh, shut it up, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He found comfort in God's rod and his staff, hallelujah. He's our shepherd. We shall not want. He's restoring you, church. He's restoring you. My God. He said, hallelujah, that prepared the table before me in the presence of my enemy. In the presence of my enemy, praise God. No matter what's going on around me, praise God. No matter what it's looking like, I'm not distracted, hallelujah. Why? Because my God, hallelujah, my Lord, hallelujah, my Jehovah Jireh is preparing the table before me in the presence of my enemy, hallelujah. He's setting a feast before me, praise God. All I got to do is sit and dine, hallelujah. Fellowship in his presence, hallelujah. Get in his presence. Begin to eat his word. The Bible tells me that Man shall not live by what bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So if we get in his presence and we sit at the table of the Lord, hallelujah, and we begin to eat his word, hallelujah, we'll begin to gurgitate that word, praise God. And no devil in hell, hallelujah, can stand against the word of God. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, hallelujah, when you begin to quote his word. The word, I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come. I'm blessed when I go. Hallelujah. The word, his word, he's preparing a table. Preparing a table. I'm not talking about no natural food. I'm talking about spiritual food. He has a table before me. In the presence of my enemies. There's word all around me. Word in my belly. All I got to do is bring it forth. Hallelujah. Sit down and eat. Eat at the table of the Lord. Gurgitate that word out. Speak the word, church. Faith come by hearing. Hearing of the word of God. The just shall live by faith. We must live by faith. Call those things that be not as though they were. Speak life and not death. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. Watch what you say, hallelujah. I am blessed. I am mighty. A mighty woman of God with power and authority. Anointed by God for such a time as this. Call yourself a prophet. Speak over your life, quote, My God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's restoring my soul. He's leading me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake, my cup runneth over. Oh, let me go back. He anointed my head with oil. Can't miss the oil. He anointed my head with oil. 
taking the oil and the oil as it ran down from Aaron's beard all over us. Hallelujah. He's anointing my head with oil. He's anointing me with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He's just anointing my body. Praise God. Everything about me is saturated in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The anointing of the Lord is upon you. Praise God. He has anointed your church to preach his word. He has anointed you to speak life. Hallelujah. Not death. He's anointing us for such a time as this. Hallelujah. He's anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. He done put so much oil on me, it's just running out for me. Hallelujah. It's like fire shot up in your bones. I was telling somebody the other day in class, I was like, you know, I, I just, I broke down, I started crying. I said, I don't know what to do with myself sometimes. I said, people say, here she go again, beating us up, beating us up. I, I'm, I'm not ignorant to the type of ministry God has given me. He gave me evangelist ministry. He gave me an end time ministry. A Jeremiah, praise God, an Elijah ministry, praise God. The preacher against sin, praise God. It is not a comfortable message to bring all the time. People don't like it. And somebody said something, and it got back to me, and I allowed that thing to fester in me, and I allowed it to begin to try to transform me, to make me not be as bold as God put in me to be. So I begin to try to cater my message and, and turn it a little bit and not get out and do what God say do as boldly. But you can't because it's like fire shot up in my bones. And when I don't intend to get up and be loud, it just comes out. Quote, shut up, bosa. I'm not going to apologize for it because you don't know the cost. Huh? In my alabaster box. You don't know what I've been through. Hallelujah. Yeah, I tell you a lot of things, but honey, believe me, I ain't going to tell you all of it. You know a lot about me, but you don't know all of it. There's some things I'm going to die with. Hallelujah. So you think about the things I done told you, and then if it's worse than that, you'd be like, oh, Jesus. Let her praise God. Hallelujah. He said, he anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. My God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, surely, he says, surely, that's final, surely, no doubt about it, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And because surely goodness and mercy is following me, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. You ain't got to tell me to come dwell in the house of the Lord because I know surely goodness and mercy is following me. I know if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be, hallelujah? If it had not been for his mercy and his grace, where would you be, church? When your enemy, even your foes, came upon you to eat up your flesh, where would you be? Where would you be? When sickness came upon your body, where would you be? If cancer could have had its way, I'd be dead. Hallelujah. If HIV and AIDS could have stuck to my body, I'd be dead. But God said, not so. 
Shararabosa. Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. And that's why I praise him in advance. That's why I praise him with a dance. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Not some of the days. He said all the days of my life. However much longer God see that I got here on this green earth. Guess what? Good. When you see Shanina Walker, you just say, hi, goodness and mercy, because they right behind me. Goodness and mercy falling right behind me. I can see them. Can you see them? Goodness and mercy. Good, come on, goodness. Come on, mercy. They're following me, and guess who's leading me? The Lord is my shepherd. He's leading me. Hallelujah. What are we afraid of? Fear not. Fear not. For the Lord is on our side. And he's restoring you. He's restoring you. Broken. Weary. Hurt. Soul hurts. Things we've been carrying around for years. He's restoring you. The innermost part of our being. I'm sure that's why my daughter office stays so full. Because these people got all these hurts and soul hurts in them that they ain't never been able to deal with or won't deal with. And then they come see her. Better sit down and let the Lord restore your soul. Restoring my soul. I'm telling you, talk to any person. I done been there because I done been on the spectrum of losing my mind. I done been depressed. I done been in a mental hospital. Y'all know my story. And if I had not sat down or let the Lord lay me down many times, he shouldn't have to lay me down. I should have gotten his presence. But he had to make me lie down many times so he can talk to me. I told y'all my story when I was in the mental hospital. And I got in there that night. I had tried to kill myself and tried to kill Mike. And I was all jacked up. And I got in there that night. And it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, I think. And I had took all these pills. And I'm all sick and out of it. And I, and, and I looked over there. And I thought they put me in the room with a man. The woman's hair was so short. She looked like a man. Big old girl. And I'm in there in the bed, and I'm the next morning I'm head bumping because you know you done took it's like a 20-time hangover. Anybody ever had a hangover? You, you take all this pills, and now my head's dropping like I got a hangover like 10 times over. But she's in the bathroom preaching the next morning. Crazy as a bed bug. In there preaching up something. Bobbing all out in the mirror, in the bathroom with the door shut. And I wake up, and another guy say, Now see how you want to do it. You want to do it this way? Or you want to do it the way I told you to do it? And I said, God, help me get out of here. Because I was court ordered in there. I couldn't get out until they let me out. <laughs> Ain't like I can go sign myself out this time. That wasn't the first time I'd have been in. But this time I said, God, if you get me out of here. I done had enough. You done made me lie down in this place for the last time. I'm not coming back here. And guess what? I ain't been back since. Yeah. Don't think the devil don't try to come. He bring weariness and he bring depression. And, and I get tired and I get annoyed and I get anxious. And then I have to get in the quiet place of the Lord and allow him to restore my soul. Because if he don't, I wouldn't be able to stand nobody. Nobody wouldn't be able to stand me. 
So what I want you to do for me is that when you see me look like I need a little restoration, I need you to pray for me. And say, Lord, restore Minister Walker. Because sometimes it's a lifelong battle. How many know the devil, just because he lead on me, he ain't going to try to come back. He tempted Jesus a few times. He didn't just do it one time. Came back again, came back again. He had to keep speaking the word. So if you see me looking like I don't want to be bothered, just give me a moment and pray for me. Get like that sometimes. I'm sure y'all feel like that too. You might not ever admit it, but you do. I'm just honest. I told my daughter I'm a realist, unlike everybody else. I believe in saying what's real and how I feel. And the word of the Lord is already blessed. And I believe that somebody here tonight needed that word, needed to hear that there is restoration, that the Lord, all you got to do is come in his presence, and he will restore your soul, your will, your mind, your intellect, your emotions. Because I'm telling you, that's where we lose our battles at, right there. That flesh, and somebody mentioned the flesh too. The flesh will rise up, and we will lose some battles right there in that soul realm if we are not restored and complete and whole where we got authority and power to be able to speak and see the devil when he coming. It was a rough day for me today, I'm telling you. It was so rough, and it's been a rough week because I've been running nonstop. And you know when you tire, you get weak. And then I go to work, and then it didn't get no better. It just was, like, rough. And I really wanted to leave early, but then they wouldn't let me. And then by the end of the day, I got wrote up, a, a write-up for not saying a greeting on the telephone. But it's okay because God is moving me into another direction. And I know he's removing me, and I'm happy about it. I'm waiting on my release papers so he can go ahead and remove me so I can continue to walk in his will. So I ask that y'all pray for me, and I will keep y'all in prayer as well. Hallelujah. Now, if somebody here tonight that wants prayer, hallelujah, or you just want to stand and we can join hands together and pray, it's whatever y'all would love to do. If you want to come and get some prayer, hallelujah, because God is able to do anything but fail. He is a restorer. Hallelujah. God, I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. God, we